it's Ryan O'Hearn, and welcome to Clubhouse Conversation. They come from all corners of the world, and they descend on towns everywhere. Burlington, North Carolina, Idaho Falls, Idaho, Lexington, Kentucky, Wilmington, Delaware, Springdale, Arkansas, Papillion, Nebraska, and Kansas City, Missouri. What do all these men have in common? They work together to win. It's time to talk to another Royal on Clubhouse Conversation. It is Friday, June 24th, 2016, and I'm glad you are along for another edition of Clubhouse Conversation with me, Davo. This is the place where we catch up with all your favorite current and former Royals players. And during the season, once a week, yes, it's the current guys, and once a week during the offseason, it's the former guys. And today joining us is perhaps the most exciting prospect in the entire Royals minor league system right now based on how he just continues to hit at every level and get moved up so quickly. And on top of that, perhaps, and this is a big perhaps because there's lots of guys just like this, perhaps the nicest guy in the Royal system. And I don't mean to be cheesy here, but talking to a number of these guys, you know, all the way from Dayton Moore on down, it's amazing the character in this organization. We've had J.J. Piccolo on last year and on the way down, we've had Vance Wilson on all the coaches, all the front office people, all the players. We talked to them all here on Clubhouse Conversation. And the consistent theme, I've been in radio for 20 years, is the professionalism and the kindness that these people have. So that's another thing I like about this guy as well. He definitely is in that same boat along with the talent on the field. And who I'm talking about is Ryan O'Hearn who checks in with us on Clubhouse Conversation. The first time we had him was the day after he was drafted a couple of years ago. Then, of course, we had him last year, and he just keeps hitting. Every time we talk to him, he keeps going up further. And it's not that anybody is surprised by O'Hearn hitting, but some people are a bit surprised by the rate it's happening. He was an eighth-round pick back in 2014 out of Sam Houston State. His uh, college teammate, Corey Toops, also taken from the same draft, and they're also teammates right now for Northwest Arkansas. But Ryan O'Hearn plays first and left power hitting left-handed slugger, a guy that you will love looking at the numbers for. If you've never looked him up, look at him up. And if you have looked him up, look again and just saltivate over these numbers, man, right? Or salivate, not saltivate. We're thinking about salvi, salvi, whatever. Anyway, back on track. Pioneer League MVP when O'Hearn was drafted right away for Idaho Falls, led the league in runs, hits, OPS, slugging percentage. Then last year, smacks 27 home runs with an 817 OPS between Lexington and Wilmington. And then this year... He's combined for 14 home runs and a 949 OPS between High A Wilmington, which is Death Valley for hitters. A lot of careers die offensively in Wilmington, but just like it was nothing, just rolled through it, got called up to Northwest Arkansas, and the numbers are eerily similar when you look at them. So just continues to be steady and consistent and hit, and excited to talk to Ryan, check in with him, see how everything's going both on and off the field as he joins us on Clubhouse Conversation. So first of all, obviously, thank you as always, and second of all, how's everything going with you? Everything's good, man. It's just, uh, just kind of in the middle of the, the you know daily routine of the season, but um, everything's going really good. So how are you liking uh, the Springdale and Fayetteville area so far? I know you're in Tulsa right now, but you know you've been there what about a month and a half? Month? Uh, I've been here since May or uh, yeah, May fourth. Yeah. So I like it. I like it a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot different than uh, Wilmington, but um, it's it's cool. My my little sister actually went to University of Arkansas for a year, so I had been in the area before, but um, I really like it. Especially Springdale is a really nice area. Yeah, it really is. It's a very cool, very cool time there. And, and how about Dixon Street? I'm assuming you've gone out at least you know one time on Dixon Street with some friends. Yeah, yeah, I've been down there a few times. 
Yeah, that's a that's a good time. I'm starting to get where I'm too old to go out there when I go down to the borderline age now, man. It's it's sad when you hit those mid thirties. You start realizing, oh no, people think I'm the old man in this place. So, yeah, but yeah. It, it's a good time down there. So like, so we mentioned you're in Tulsa then. So you know, I'm sure it doesn't really matter where you're at though, because you mentioned routine a second ago. So kind of kind of take us through a typical game day. So whether you're on the road or at home, like, so let's start from after a game. So a night game, you go to bed about what time? What, what time do you wake up? What will you do at home or the road before you head out to the park? That kind of stuff. Um. Okay. Uh, usually the game ends like, between what ten ten thirty something like that. And, uh, just eat, man. Unless you know, regular weekday, I just go back to my apartment, and and um, uh, I got a, a ping pong table there, so I usually play a little bit of ping pong with my roommates at night, and huh. then uh, go to bed. Wake up about nine thirty, ten. Go grab breakfast. Um, come back, and any laundry or chores around the house, whatever. And then I go to usually go to the park about twelve uh, thirty. Well, one. It depends on on the day, but. <clears throat> like maybe like one o'clock and um, get a lift in and then just start my day, do the early hitting, uh, early work, and batting practice in the game and just kind of hang out at the, at the stadium. Wow. So maybe we found the key here then. So ping pong, let's go back to that. First of all, are you good at ping pong? I like to think so, yeah. I'm a, uh, I've been playing ping pong for a while now. Okay. All right. My favorite game, yeah. Now, do you has this ping pong table made the journey from Idaho Falls to Lexington to Wilmington to Arkansas, or is this a recent purchase? No, no. I just me and uh, well, whenever Toops moved in, whenever he came up here and he moved in, we went and, and uh, got a ping pong table. We had to sacrifice all the couches in the <laughs> living room, the traditional living room situation to fit our ping pong table in there, but <laughs> totally worth it. There you go. There you go. That's the hand eye coordination. People wonder where you got that quick hand eye coordination. There's the answer, right? <laughs> I, I think it helps. Yeah, it probably does. So, how about uh, how about? So, I'm assuming on the road, you're you know pretty nice hotels, more of the Holiday Inn, Best Western, I would think types, right? Some Marriott's gonna be mixed in. If, uh, do you do you get up and try those good old continental breakfasts with the self waffle makers ever? Uh, I, yeah, it depends. Right now in Tulsa, we we actually we get to stay at a Hyatt Regency. Oh, so wow! It's a nice setup. Yeah, but uh, like today, I got up and, and went to work out and. And uh, there's Einstein Bagel right next to the gym, so it's perfect. Nice, very cool. Now you mentioned Toops being back with you on the same team, and you guys, what were roommates off and on for six years now or so? College buddies, obviously. I mean, you know, I'm assuming you guys—is it just you two living together now, or is there some more guys too? Uh, we have Schwindel too. Okay, Frankie's in there. Yeah. Nice, nice. Some good hitters there. So I had uh, I had Corey on about a month or so ago again, and uh, we talked kind of about you know your power since turning pro. So your numbers really jumped to eight home runs at Sam Houston State as a junior, so which is really good for the amount of games and everything. And then, but he said you didn't really start lifting weights and joining him in the weight room until right before your last season in college. Is this a true statement or a false statement? Is he trying to make himself sound better <laughs> and stronger than you, or is that true? Uh, that's actually pretty true. I mean, I, I was always, a, a, my first three, two years at San Houston, I would uh, go to the weight room and do all, I'd just kind of get through the list and stuff, but I never really um, took it seriously until my junior year, probably. Okay. And then, so, I mean, do you attribute quite a bit of the, the power? I mean, like I said, the power is always there, but you come in the, in the Pioneer League and tear the cover off the ball. Is, is the lifting a good part of that, do you think? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think that's, uh, that's probably one of the main things that changed. I mean, I don't think Corey was like undoubtedly stronger than me before that, 
but <laughs> that's probably how he put it. That's probably not true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he taught you everything you know, man. That's, that's how he put it. No, he didn't say that. <laughs> no, he said. <laughs> yeah, he didn't say that. No, but uh, you know, he so he's become. Speaking of him, though, he's become a legit prospect. Really a nice story. Uh, you know, I've, I've had my items just talking to him. That you know, the same day I talked to you the first time a couple years ago. But he's become a prospect in his own right. Can I talk about him as a player and what makes him so good? Man, I'm I'm uh, I, I've been you know thinking that about Corey for a long time before anybody else was. He's uh, I've been obviously I've been his teammate and watching him play for a number of years now, and um, he's just uh, he's tough man. He's a grinder and and um, he swings it better than anyone you know I've ever really given him credit for, and um, that's awesome that he just keeps plugging away and uh, he's a solid defender at you know second base and uh, he's he can hit and he crushes so. Um, I'm not surprised that he's become a you know a prospect, and um, I'm happy for him. I think that I think that he could, he's got a pretty good career ahead of him, and um, it's awesome to get to still be his teammate. You know, how proud is your college coach? For, off the top of my head, I don't know who your college coach was, but I'm assuming you still talk to him and they follow along. Yeah, uh, David Pierce. Okay, and he's a, he's a head coach at Tulane now, so he's not in Sam Houston anymore. But um, yeah, we talk to him every now and then, and. And um, I'm sure it's it, it, what's funny is all four coaches from Sam Houston moved to Tulane together, so huh. they they're all still together. So I'm sure they still talk about us from time to time. And um, yeah, I, I would imagine they're pretty proud. They they definitely helped develop us from you know for what we were. And I give a lot of credit to those that coaching staff. The, and the best part of Tulane is you've got a couch to crash on during Mardi Gras now. Well, I guess during spring training. Yeah, there but, you go. Then, I haven't. <laughs> I've, I've told them we're going. We've talked about making the trip out there, but uh, we haven't been able to do it yet. Yeah, I, I definitely want to get there someday too. So, a guy who's been uh, rehabbing the last few days that I know very well is uh, Alex Gordon. So he was down there. Uh, yeah. You know, what was it like having him around, and uh, did you, you know, get to pick his brain? I mean, he's kind of a quiet guy, but did you guys talk a little bit? Yeah, I got to. You know, I asked him just small things, and, and uh, kind of the same deal when Moose was here. It's, um, both of those guys are awesome. You know, every. Every big leaguer that's come down and rehab that we've had a chance to be around has been a great guy. And, um, just uh, just when they're in town, just trying to learn as much as I can. Um, it's been awesome having Moose, Moose and Gordon because you know they're both left-handed hitters, obviously. And um, so for me, just being able to watch them and, and see how they take their approach and, and uh, how they work in the cage before games and, and stuff like that's been awesome. So um, yeah, Gordon's great. I, mean, I, I try to ask him as much as I can and. and uh, just hear what he's got to say because he, obviously he's been there before. He knows what he's doing. Yeah, was he crushing some some grilled chicken and salads and protein bars? <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah, guy, he's definitely healthy. He's definitely uh, guy gets after in the weight room too. That was cool to see. Yeah, yeah, totally. So you began this year at Wilmington, and the story of your career so far: you tore the cover off the ball. Uh, then Casey moves you up, like you said, May 4th to A. So I always hear over and over from guys I talk to, whether it be former Royals guys that are retired that I talk to or whether it be current guys, 90% of them say that the biggest challenge and the biggest jump is that high A to A. That's when you kind of become a true, true prospect getting pretty close to the major leagues as far as the pitching you're facing. So have you noticed? Because, I mean, the numbers for you are pretty darn consistent. I mean, the sample size is now more in Arkansas than it was in Wilmington, but they're essentially pretty close to the same you know, impressive numbers. Have you noticed much of a difference in the quality of pitching or how they're pitching you, or is it just seeing the same to you? Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a difference. It's, it's um, Everybody's more around the plate and more consistent with the breaking balls and stuff like that. And um, for me, I think the biggest thing is, is 
when I came to Double A, I was expecting to to struggle. I was expecting a challenge, and um, just being as consistent as I can with with my approach going into the at bat. You know, it's, uh, whatever I was doing in, in Wilmington, I wasn't going to change at all. I was going to come into into Arkansas and, and just try to do the same thing, and uh, I think that's what I did. And, and once you get into the just the flow of the game every night and, and um, just watching the pitcher, paying attention to what he's doing, the whole you know high to double A thing that you know kind of disappears and you're just playing baseball. So that's uh, but yeah, I mean you can tell there's a difference. Guys are older and, and um, they've been been around the block and they know what they're doing, and it's definitely different. But for me. You know, being on the bigger stage is, uh, it, I don't know, it's just more fun. It's more, you know, the, your, the competitive nature takes over and, and it's just, you know, you're just playing baseball again. So it's it's been a really, so far, it's been a really good transition for me. Yeah, and you got some nice Texas League uh, parks. I would think a bump and, you know, hitting, you know, areas there for parks. Not to mention, when did you go yard your first game up there, didn't you, when you first got called up there? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Yeah, <laughs> it's just pretty cool. So there you go. Hit the ground. Keep the ground running where you've been before. So the Royals have had you also uh, play a little left field this year. I don't know if you're doing that anymore, but I know they have had a little bit. Do you feel comfortable out there? Yeah, I do. I mean, I, I I'd say a little bit more than a little bit. I feel like I played <laughs> for the past couple of weeks. I've been you know pretty much even split between left field and first base, and uh, which is fun. It's fun. I enjoy it out there. Um, it's different than first base i feel like the the game is goes by faster for some reason but um i'm definitely comfortable out there it's for me outfield is just a matter of um you know reps and bp and and just experiencing the the, watching the flight of the ball and reads and stuff like that but i think that i could definitely play out there and um it's not a you know it's not a big jump or a big deal for me to uh, be in the outfield because you played some in the past right was it in college you played some out there too yeah, I mean, every year I've played, you know, a little bit. I played in, I played for, you know, a year in college, and then I played a little bit in Idaho, and I played a little bit in Lexington. Um, so every year I've had a couple games in the outfield. And am I making this up, or did you used to run a little bit, like steal a few bases here and there? Uh, I mean, not terrible. Yeah, I think I'm not a. I don't think I'm a typical, like, first base base clogger kind of guy. Yeah, I could steal some bags. Okay. Which is uh, cool. Yeah, totally. Um, okay, so your first, uh, you know, some time in big league camp this year then. So, I mean, what was that like? And, uh, you know, who are some of the guys from the big league roster you got to really know? I mean, from, it was it was pretty cool, man. It was it was awesome to get to be around those guys in that um, environment and that just the way that they play together and, and just to learn what it's all about. Um, obviously, getting to be around Hosmer. I went on the uh, trip, the big league trip to San Antonio, and um, just getting to, to watch Hosmer and, and talk to him a little bit and see what he does every day and, um, you know, how he do, goes about his work at first base and VP and batting practice and all that. It was pretty cool. It's uh, something that, you know, I think about all the time whenever I'm doing my work and, and uh, just remember, you know, those guys are there because of how they prepared and how they went about things in the minor leagues and um, it's my chance and my turn to, to do that. So, it was cool, get, you know, being around again Moose and, and Gordon and Hosmer, uh, three left-handed hitters that are, you know, obviously very good and established, and um, are there because they're there for a reason. So, uh, just any time I get to be around them and, and watch what they're doing and learn is is huge for me. 
I had Hunter Dozier on uh, a few weeks ago and heard a rumor that both you and him might have taken Cole Hamels deep this spring. Can you confirm or deny this? <laughs> yeah, I can confirm that. Me and Dozier <laughs> did. And, uh, it was it was pretty funny, man, because we were going there for the day and we were like, who we, I was talking to him, we were like, who are we facing today? And, and someone said Hamels was pitching and we were like, kind of like, oh, uh-oh, and we'll, <laughs> we'll see how the day goes. And then we ended up both taking him deep, so it was pretty cool. <laughs> that is pretty cool. Well, I wanted to ask you about a few of your teammates here. Uh, you guys obviously really have an extremely loaded roster right you know, right now in northwest Arkansas. I encourage everyone to drive down. That's only about three hours from KC. So uh, a few of the guys who I think don't get enough love I wanted to ask you about. Like Toops is one of them we already talked about. But how about uh, – you? I've seen, I think you've seen him pitch a decent amount. How about Pedro Fernandez? Yeah, man. Pedro is – I would say he's one of the best uh, competitors I've seen on the mound from a pitcher standpoint. He's um, – you know he's got obviously he's got good stuff and and the guy just competes. He goes out there and, and pounds that strikes out and um, he gets a little he gets. I mean he's just. I don't know, for example, like the other day he's they hit a ground ball to me at first base and he was covering. I went over and flipped and he's like yelling like oh like I don't know he's yelling something in Spanish and I was <laughs> thinking like man this guy is intense he's a competitor on the mound so yeah, I love it. Um, yeah, no, I love it too. He's all he's you know. Um, definitely competes every day and he's got good stuff so that, those, that combination is is uh, really good as a pitcher and he's definitely a sleeper. A couple other guys on the pitching wise and we hear a little bit about Matt Strom obviously and he was up quite a bit with Big League mm-hmm. Camp but both him and uh, how about Eric Skoglund as well? Yeah, both of those guys. Him and Skogs and uh, I think Skogs is pitching today but um, yeah, they're both obviously, our pitching staff's been unreal. You know, they've been I feel like every night they just um, they just shut teams down, and um, those two, and and uh, you know, obviously Mills and Junis too. But our pitching staff's been pretty incredible, and uh, Scoglin's stud, man. Him and Strom are both really good. And last thing for you, with you playing some outfield too, obviously, and we know Bubba Starling is has had some injury bad luck this year, and the bat's starting to come around. But defensively, we hear about you know how he's gifted defensively. Talk about how good Bubba is, you know, out there defensively, and I'm you know you playing some outfield. I'm sure he covers quite a bit of ground out there too. Yeah, no, well, I, I've been lucky because anytime I'm in left field, you know, I either got Gore or Bubba in center field. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, they pretty much got the left center gap covered. But, uh, yeah, no, they're both um, they're incredible outfielders. Bubba's, you know, got a cannon, and and I feel like that guy tracks down everything. And um, you know, he's he's had a tough break offensively, and and his, in, you know, some injuries or whatever. But he still, you know, shows up every day. The same guy, and um, I think he'll turn around. I think he'll be fun. Won't be long, man. Those tools are there for you and for him and for a lot of guys. What an exciting team, man! And uh, I guess the last thing I have for you, as always, is you know we always close out. What would you like to say uh, to Royals fans listening right now? Uh, you know, come come watch us play in Northwest Arkansas. It's, um, we started the second half half off pretty good. We got you know walked off last night, but um, team's playing good, and, and there's a lot of young young up and coming players on this team that are um, fun to watch, and, and will hopefully be in Kansas City in the next couple of years. So um, I'm excited to be a part of it, and uh, you know I feel like things getting closer to Double A is just 
motivation hopefully be in Kansas City one day soon. So it's got to be nice yeah. for you too to see him on TV a little bit more. Once you get to you know Springdale, then when you make it up to Omaha, you see like every KC game on TV. So you're starting to get even. You can start to smell it now. You're getting so close, right? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. No, I definitely pay attention to what's going on up there. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, you'll keep up the great work as always, and uh, we'll you know catch up with you next summer, man. Hopefully, you'll be up in in Omaha or even up here in KC at some point next year. So keep up the great work. Yeah. We're, we're pulling for you, and uh, thanks for your time as always. All right, thanks, Dave.